Hi, this is John Frankie. Welcome to this edition of SearchSAP.com's podcast series. In this edition, we speak with David Foote of Foot Partners about the SAP jobs market. We'll take a quick look at what modules are in demand, how SAP's focus on SOA and the mid-market will affect SAP professionals, and how SAP professionals can make the most of the current market, among other things. Well, thank you very much for joining us, David. Foot Partners tracks SAP skills and certification pay. Can you explain a little bit about how you do your research and how listeners can tap into the data? Well, we actually have been collecting salary data as well. We, um, we found back in the mid-90s when we were working at places like Gartner and Metagroup with chief information officers that there, were, there was a fundamental flaw in IT compensation surveys. And what that was is that people's titles in IT don't generally match what they do, and yet all salary surveys seem to be matched to title. So people were they're constantly comparing apples and oranges. So we figured out how to um, how to uh, solve that problem. And while we were doing that, we discovered that um, there was more to matching pay than salaries, and that a lot of companies were struggling in general just to keep up with how fast IT jobs were just evolving, and uh, that you would you were never going to get on top of that. But one of the things that was becoming very clear is that IT people were being paid very much for their, their, uh, their knowledge and skill in certain technical areas. So in 1999, um, in addition to the um, salary surveys that we had been um, publishing and updating on a regular basis, we uh, started tracking the market value of skills. And today, we're tracking uh, just under 300 uh, certified and non-certified skills. And I know today we're going to be talking about SAP in that regard. And it turns out that companies are paying heavily for skills in order to, you know, fix this problem of, of titles. They'd rather not retitle people but just pay them what they're worth on the market and give them maybe bumps in pay or adjustments to salary for skills that they have. And, and SAP is, is a great topic because SAP uh, recently, you know, in the last 18 months has gotten really segmented by, by module and by functional area with, you know, within that as a natural evolution of, of employment. And we can talk about some of that today. That sounds great. Let's get into it then. What modules are paying particularly well or poorly according to your research? Well, we, um, we report this information as a percent of base pay. and we're, we're, I should also tell you that this particular survey, um, we're talking 60,000 IT people that are a part of our regular surveys, uh, and uh, about 51% ha- we've discovered are receiving skills pay. Um, so we're able to cap. We are able to capture about 28,000 people in the skill survey. And in SAP, I'll tell you the top hanging skill right now um, happens to be uh, well, really there are three of them, which is Net- Netweaver, the Business Information Warehouse, or BW, and uh, interestingly, Payroll is a very popular module right now. But I will tell you in general, the um, modules within SAP that are paying well above average uh, over all these the skills, non-certified skills that we survey, which in general are averaging across all skills about between 7 and 8%. The ones uh, in, in SAP for SD, you know, Sales and Distribution Project Systems, PS, uh, Human Resources, the, uh, the FI and CO, the Financial Accounting and Controlling, and the cross-application are doing very, very well right now. And at, towards the bottom of the list, you'd find production planning and materials management. And, but that's, I think, a function of the fact that 
some of the areas within SAP are starting to get very mature and they've moved on as the application and as the platform is now migrated into NetWeaver and into this whole area of enterprise service-oriented architectures and stuff like that. You know, this is the natural evolution of the product line. Of course, skills usually have a way of, of lagging behind, you know, technology, and that's what, what we're seeing right now. Looking forward to what companies are looking for in the future, what should SAP professionals be doing to improve their prospects? You know, we've been tracking, again, since 1999, basis administrators, ABAP developers, business analysts, project managers, and then the overall um, position of sort of vice president or director of SAP program management. But something we've been seeing, a, very, a couple of things we've been seeing very recently as uh, in the people that are purchasing our data. One is that they're creating a whole area of product specialists now that didn't exist before. And when you look at the job descriptions for these product specialists, they're all, um, they're all functionally seg segmented. They're, you know, they're the finance, the BW, the HR, the MM. And as you look at what these people do, they're essentially like ABAP developers doing analyst work. So the question is a lot of the traditional SAP analyst skills are now resonant in these new specialist jobs that essentially are being taken over by ABAP developers or people that ha within SAP in their careers have decided that they're just going to go very deep in a functional area, you know, like um, sales and distribution or HR you know, or finance or a very popular one now, of course, with the, all the ERP uh, interest is uh, B, you know, BW. So that's creating a whole area of product specialists, and we'll, we'll be putting out salaries for product specialists probably in the second, third quarter of this year, and we'll probably have them in good six or seven different functional categories. The other area that we're seeing this is industry, and that's something we're seeing in IT in general, is that um, companies, when they're looking for people, are not just looking for technical skills, but they're looking very much for people who have um, uh, very industry specialties and, real, and who have been really working in an industry for a long period of time, understand the customers, understand the businesses, understand basically the demand for the business that the business is putting upon the IT organization, in this case, SAP. And so it's not just something that we're seeing in terms of a hiring trend, staffing trends in SAP, but in general in IT. But uh, that's how it's playing out in SAP right now. So the question really becomes, John, is what, do you, you know, what is a basis administrator with five years of experience, you know, what should they be doing next? Or what should an ABAP developer who's been working in the field for four to five or six years, what should they be doing and what should the analysts be doing? And one of the things we're seeing clearly is the specialization in, in industry and in functional area to um, probably gravitate into some of these specialist jobs. And I think there's going to be many different flavors of these specialist jobs uh, as we go forward. Interesting. Can you talk about a couple specific IT trends you're seeing and how they're affecting these specialist jobs? Well, if you, if you look at what in general, overall in the IT profession, some of the things that are really influencing hiring and you know, human capital in general, I'd say there's three or four. One is just this massive amount of merger and acquisition activity and all the integration and consolidation issues that are occurring right now where companies are just you know, assuming more and more and more systems and they, they have to simplify these things, reduce, 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 integrate. That's one area. Another area is this whole idea, a whole area of data management, which is creating a lot of new jobs and a lot of new um, focuses in IT. And that is just a massive amount of, of data out there with so many companies doing 
uh, business intelligence and data warehousing, and in, ca in the case of uh, SAP, certainly their their BW you know area, their business warehouse. You know, the idea is you know if SAP is really emphasizing master data and metadata uh, in their in their you know in their product development, you know, in general the world. The DBAs in the world, a lot of other jobs in IT are, uh, companies are also uh, doing the same thing. I think the third one is probably this, this area of, of modeling. That's been an area in 2006 and 2007, we published a list of in-demand jobs in IT. And we're very aware of these, these enabler jobs, the architects and the business analysts and the process modelers in the BPA, BPR, BPA, BAM, all of those things, very important. You even see process information officers beginning to appear in companies, and I think this is something that absolutely impacts the SAP professional, you know, as, as well. And I think that's also more or less a play for ABAP developers. And what advice would you have for SAP professionals? And can you name some roles that are specifically in demand? The analogy I would make is, uh, you know, if you were selling a house on the market today, would you look at, um, you know, how would you put a price on that? Would you look at what you paid for it? Uh, and then just put a, a comfortable, um, you know, uh, amount on that uh, spread so you could make some money on, on your investment. Or would you look at the whole market and look at your house and say, oh, my God, I'm missing some of the things that people want. They want kitchens and air, central air conditioning and things like that. The problem that people have, I think, looking forward in their careers is they, they think of how they can they can shoehorn themselves into, into some opportunity versus looking at the whole market and saying, well, in the next – two or three years of my career, not just my next move, you know, what should I be aiming for if, if I'm going to be in this in the long haul? So we're saying if you're, a, a, for instance, a basis administrator and you're looking in the long haul down into 2007, 2008, 2009, you should be very much paying attention to this trend towards integration you know, and simplification of, of systems and all of these, what I would call consolidation skills that would be, uh, you know, be something that I think basis administrators in general would be, would be very, very good at doing. You know, the idea is architecture being a huge, important thing for companies to, to do now, identifying redundancies, looking at current processes, business processes, all kinds of customer processes, and then saying, you know, as a sort of a consolidator or an, or an integrator across, you know, hardware, databases, the data level, you know, the way that the users interface systems, you know, what should we be doing? Basis administrators ought to understand some of this stuff. And that's very much a skill that, that they ought to have. This is true for systems architects, too. We just think they're very well positioned in the future uh, for, uh, for doing this kind of, by adding on skills, which is what we're talking about here, to allow them to, uh, to get in some, to some of these, these integration positions. I, we just think there's going to be a demand more for them. Now, SAP has obviously placed a focus on SOA. Can you speak a little bit about what that can mean for SAP professionals? Now, in the area of I talked about about managing this huge amount of data, you know, this so-called master data, these huge repositories of data. Um, you know, the core of a good service-oriented architecture strategy is very tight control over you know a central repository of of web services. So clearly, as the world is moving into service-oriented architectures, as you've noticed, so is, is SAP. We think that in order to keep things running smoothly, you know, a company needs people that can create and maintain these repositories in a way that's consistent, and yet that's flexible enough over a, a great number of years. You know, and we think that a lot of uh, you know business warehouse workers, people that are have been working in that for the last two, three, four years, 
should be on, should be um, you know aware that any good repository keeper must have a very deep understanding of this data, and and a very you know firm grasp on how these applications are being used across you know all departments throughout the, you know the company. That would mean if you're a BW worker right now, you know you're taking more of a generalist view or an overall enterprise view of of SAP and data management. And at the same time, you know, uh, the whole core aspect of NetWeave, if you really look at it, you know, is this idea of metadata and how data is structured consistently throughout an entire company. And so, you know, we're saying this is a pretty good play for IT workers, a pretty good play for SAP, where SAP is taking their strategy. We think it's a possibility for, uh, for a lot of these, you know, these BW people. We know there's a lot of them out there because, as I pointed out before, uh, Business Warehouse is one of the more highly paid skills right now. It's in huge demand. Uh, one of the things that you need to keep in mind is we're talking from a basis of, of surveying pay is that because something is paying a lot, generally means that supply is not meeting demand. Once supply starts meeting demand, some of these numbers start coming down. So you have to realize as an analyst, if something is paying a lot of money, it means that there's an awful lot of demand for those skills. So we, we know that this is probably a uh, trend that's going to continue at least for the, for the next 12 months you know, regarding you know, NetWeaver business warehouse skills. But again, we're talking about going into 2008, you know, 2009, what you can be doing right now to prepare yourself for where you're going to be you know, two, three years, four years from now. You also mentioned a trend towards business and process modeling. Does that present any opportunities for roles like ABAP developers? As far as the, uh, we talked about uh, this whole trend towards business and process modeling and stuff like that, we think that's a good play for the ABAP developers of today. That is familiarizing themselves with a lot of, you know, model-driven tools, to embrace a lot of these modeling tools, to start, you know, building next generation uh, user interfaces. Uh, you know, I, I just think this whole modeling movement, if you will, or interest in this that's happening, uh, not just in SAP, but IT in general, is a good play in SAP uh, as well. I mean, not to get into too much on, on that. But I think these are some of the, uh, again, the aspects of, you know, why NetWeaver has come about, why SAN is now, you know, is now building upon an applications integration platform that they're calling NetWeaver. You know, this is where I think uh, the next play would be for some of the people out there that have focused on NetWeaver from, from a career and a skills perspective. SAP has announced that it will also be investing even more in the mid-market in the next few years. Uh, how might that affect SAP professionals? Number one is you, you want to, you know, like it was very easy after 9-11 to see that if you were a network administrator or assistance administrator, if you wanted some kind of career security, clearly you would be certified and move into, into information security as a career move. I mean, there was a no-brainer. Uh, the government was creating a lot of jobs in that. You know, sometimes an event happens and you say, well, good, I'll glom onto that from a career perspective. And I don't think you need to wait for events to happen in order to decide what your career ought to be. I think what you've got to do is look at the general flow and movement of, of things. I mentioned three out of probably five or six or seven different things driving employment or driving the whole you know, IT field right now. But I think you've got to look at yourself and decide, 
you know, well, what do I want to do? And, and the first thing is, is am I, am I ha- happy working in a large company, or, do you, or, or would there be advantages to me moving to a small to medium-sized company? Since clearly ISAP, as a lot of other vendors are doing, are they're really trying to move into the mid-market because they realize this is where the uh, lion's share of companies are you know, in uh, North America, you know, for sure, but uh, around the world. So you've got to decide, I think, if you're looking for more responsibility and a broader range of skills uh, that you could have in a small company, or if you're looking at, at some of the advantages, and there are some advantages of working in very, very large employers. I can tell you that consultant, the consulting world, the professional services firms are looking for lots of SAP talent right now. Uh, you know, we talk to them all the time, and they, I think, are also worried that they're continually understaffed in a number of jobs in SAP, and, they, and that's, of course, um, an area where they are able uh, to offer the kind of salaries and benefits that some, you know, employers are not able to offer because, again, their assets walk out the door every day. I just think that the opportunities uh, for people working in consulting right now, if they want to get out of the corporate rat race and go in, into the consulting world, are tremendous opportunities over the, the next five years for people uh, that have been working in, in various roles in, in SAP. I think that's just something that, that people should um, think about, but it is a lifestyle issue in consulting because obviously of traveling and stuff like that. But generally speaking, I think you can expect a level of training and development, you know, professional attention. Uh, that's uh, probably, arguably, a little uh, more um, uh, more aggressive, you know, than than most corporations. Outsourcing continues to be explored by many organizations. Is this an issue that SAP professionals should be worried about? And frankly, in some areas of SAP, it is. But the more and more you're working with the companies. Um, so-called, you know, fa- family jewels. Maybe that's not the right, you know. But the more and more you're 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 working, you know, close to the actual actually reason uh, that they exist, their relationships with their customers in particular. Uh, you know, the more and more companies keep this stuff in in house, and then they uh, they marginalize more of the straight technology jobs versus the analyst jobs and some of the the customer facing applications development jobs, and if you look at SAP, clearly you've got some that are very customer-facing and others that are purely transactional and, uh, and uh, sort of uh, back-office infrastructure stuff. So as you're looking at SAP, I think you know, you've, you know, you're also need to look at whether you're a straight tech person or somebody who has the ability to move into more, the more customer-facing areas that uh, I think pay a lot of money, a lot more money in general. And I guess uh, any last thoughts here before we wrap up? Um, probably the, the last thought I would have is that uh, IT continues to be a great profession. SAP right now, we're, uh, we're hearing this interesting phenomena that companies are saying, you know, I can't find SAP people. I'm having a devil of a time. So you know it's a great area to be working in right now from the point of view of, uh, of compensation. But what they're saying is I'm being asked to pay 20% more for people who aren't as good as the people I've got right now, that tells me two things. They're honoring the people they have right now, and so they really want and do, will do many things to retain the talent they've got. So if you like your employer, I think be very aggressive with them in terms of your compensation and your career development there, and you might find they're very open to, to that. They do not want to lose people. So number one, really press em, em, your employers right now 
from a retention point of view. Uh, and the other thing that, that that is saying is that there is a definitely an acute need for SAP right now, which means that if you are looking beyond your employer and putting yourself on the open market, it's a great time to, to be doing that. So, I mean, what's not to like about working in, in, in SAP right now? Nice, uh, nice work if you can get it. <laughs> but I, I'll say one last thing. Uh, as what's happened with security workers, I, I alluded to them before, it's not going to last for, forever. There was a, a big movement in 2002, three, and four, a lot of staffing and a lot of increases in compensation for security people. And all of a sudden, 2005, 2006 hit, and then salary and compensation growth has been very flat. Uh, in, in that discipline, so it's not going to last forever. You know, these things run cyclical. This is the time in the next couple of years uh, to really make make a move if you're you're going to stay in the uh, the profession and focus on SAP from a career perspective. Well, thank you very much for joining us, David. That ends this podcast edition about SAP jobs. Be sure to check out more of our podcasts at searchsap.com/audio. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next time.